0: Hey, everybody. So Britain's tiny village of Dunster has a castle plus pubs and ghosts.
1: When you hear these stories, you'll wonder, is it the most haunted village in the world? The Phantom Hat Man is being spotted around the world more often lately, too. But is he a traveler across realms or a malicious specter? Ben and I found opposing information and we'll debate about it Tonight. Tonight. You'll. I'll also be sharing my personal ghost stories about the
0: haunted house I grew up in, my encounter with real life Adam's family thing and
1: so much more Join Edge of Wonder with Ben and Rob or should I say Cousin It? Is that Cousin It, Ben? You look like Cousin It for a Halloween special oh, you man. won't want to miss We'll see you out on the Edge <laughs>
0: So uh, are you
1: Kurt Cobain? Look at
0: this photograph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So they're, uh, they're both like Nickel. The backs you, Yeah, you look like Nickel Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great costume. Thank you. Really I was trying hungry. to get a
0: really big back of a nickel but i couldn't find one you so just I put a
1: bunch of nickels on your shirt <laughs> so I <just> put them... <laughs> <laughs> that wig is like first first class
0: uh, that looks yeah, just like him
1: <laughs> i was like he's a rocker of some sort but i didn't know who and then and then i was like does he have coins on a shirt and i didn't put <laughs> <it> together. <laughs>
0: So in the photo, I'm I'm literally holding up a, a nickel back, in that <laughs> like, here's the back of a nickel.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. You know who I am, right? I'm a uh, I'm I'm Knuff. This is the Mojo Dojo Casa House Ken from Barbie. <laughs> you know, I'm trying, trying to, to- I'm, I'm going against the patriarchy here, standing up for for Ken kind. I see. I see that's really funny actually (laughs) oh yeah
0: yeah I thought it was I don't know since uh you know you love Nickelback so much I was like hey maybe I should do something
1: yeah you know what Ben I have to say you have the scariest costume I've ever seen in my life (laughs) I'm not just saying that I'm disturbed deeply (laughs) it's really convincing
0: Uh, yeah, it'd be a lot more obvious if I could if I would have found like a big nickel, like a back of a nickel. And that's that's really what I just but you know and what? What I, remember, like, I, I didn't realize how heavy the shirt was when I put all these nickels on here. So I was like, oh my gosh, this shirt is like really heavy, it's just weighing down. I had to put like another shirt on. So, uh, and hold well, you, you
1: guys, um, who are who are kind of um coming on uh, on the show right now, we're going to be going over a lot of personal uh haunting stories uh from our lives and having a lot of different discussions about some weird weird paranormal things i mean we get weird on this show all the time but tonight's going to be pretty special because we'll have some more personal stories in here and uh hopefully we get into some uh some really interesting conversations that you guys are love love to be a part of yeah, so
0: you definitely will
1: so ben <clears throat> I think you told me this before, but you you had a, you grew up in a haunted house, didn't you? Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what. Let me let get me the get hair out of, of, of your face.
0: Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of the wig here. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I. Well, you know the the ironic thing was is like we my brother and i were always like joking around how how it was like we felt like it was haunted but then like as we got older uh especially you know i started reflecting on all these weird things that happened in my neighborhood and at the house and then you know coming to terms that like wow actually i really think our house was actually haunted Mm. (laughs) you know and really thinking back and I was just always so scared to be alone um, in my house. You know, and it was a brand new home. It, no one lived there previously. It wasn't like, you know, it was there forever or anything. Um, the In fact, the whole entire neighbor, neighborhood was a brand new neighborhood. It was just this like, it was just a forest previously, really. So, you know, that's why I was like, eh, there's probably
1: nothing going on. So it on. was a new house, but mm. it was still haunted? Yeah. So that's yeah. burial ground stuff or something.
0: That's what I'm realizing and and also it wasn't just the house cuz it even went further of um especially at night when I was like even if I mean it's such a quiet neighborhood you know it was like a stereotypical like sub- sub- or suburban neighborhood you know nothing going on like you don't even hear police sirens or anything you know yeah. so at night it's just like super quiet and it was like eerie actually even though there was really nothing going on but it's like i remember every time i would be going home by myself either walking home or riding my bike i always felt like something was like following me and like no matter how fast or you know and i would just always think it was in my head i'm like man maybe i'm just like always a, like scared of everything you know but then um finding out like way later that there was all these like scary things that are happening around the neighborhood. And, um, I mean, we kind of, what do
1: you, what do you mean by scary things happening in the neighborhood? So like Like there was,
0: um, life, like my, you know, way later after we moved, you know, this is more recently because I was talking to my dad about it and then my dad was like, Oh yeah. When I worked at the video store, you know, like things would just like randomly like fall off the shelves or seem to get like pushed off the shelves, I should say, you know, um, they wouldn't. I, I think normally, some of the v,
1: some of the crazy VHSs from the 80s definitely had stuff attached to it, though. That could be as well, you know. Yeah. I, and and like, yeah, actually, every
0: time I think about the video stores growing up, in they the, were uh,
1: creepy, dude. They were. Like they the always cortex. had the.
0: They always had like the scary, the scary posters up,
1: you know, like House <laughs> or, or, yeah, House um, was so freaking scary, dude. I used to yeah, stare at that and freak out when I was a yeah. kid.
0: To this, and actually honestly, I think that's what more like it almost scared me more of seeing these posters than the movies. Yeah, it's stuff. just the
1: posters. Like my yeah. parents wouldn't let me watch it, but just what like looking at that hand, you know, like for, for house two, do a search for house two VHS cover.
0: Yeah. Freak me yeah, out. It's just
1: yeah. And
0: just recently. Um when my brother and I were talking about all these old that one dude yes, exactly this one. the one I I like would look at
1: this every week yeah. when I was there and get freaked out cuz of this
0: Me too man me too I mean I, I I wasn't really that old either I I mean I don't know I don't know when that movie came out maybe I was like 7 or something like that So
1: they were were so much better at creating mystery and mood with artwork in the past because they they had to think it through like really hard. We're pretty bad at it now. We have to like use mid journey. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: there there is other covers because just recently uh, I was with my brother and I was like, man, I remember all these covers, like seeing them in in the video rent, like, you know, in the video stores and just like thinking how like it really freaked me out, and now it's like most of those movies. I actually I think that even that movie House is kind of like a horror comedy, but you know I probably never, I, I think I might have saw part of one a long time ago. But
1: anyway, okay. Yeah, so, but anyway, know. your dad said stuff used to fly. Yeah. Off the Yeah, so stuff
0: stuff used to fly off the, the the shelves and everything. And then my brother he had a friend, so there was like a big lots that was um or odd lots. You know, it's just like a, one of the, like a store that was across the street and um, that my brother was telling me he knew people that work there and they were saying the same thing. Like they would actually get freaked out. Like no one liked being there alone because like stuff would fall off the shelves or like they would, they would just go down these aisles and there would be like something that broke and it needed to be cleaned up and like no one saw what did it or anything else. And it was just like, you know, and these were like, when the store is closing. So there's no one in the store that would make, you know, and it's like, they're going through it. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden they go down an aisle and like, something's like shattered and broken, like, you know, some kind of liquid is everywhere. And it's like, what the heck, you know? So I guess this happened quite so frequently that, um, everyone just like knew that it was like something, something odd was happening. And, um, so, I, and, and I guarantee you it, it would be the same thing in, in my whole neighborhood. Um, no matter where people were. And, uh, and I, I want like the first time I ever saw a UFO actually was in my neighborhood. And I remember in that I was same in a, neighborhood. Yeah. in That same neighborhood. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was so. Oh, but um, wait, okay. But, but in this house, yeah, you experienced something like thing from the Adams family. What happened?
0: Yeah, dude. So I was, I don't know how old I was. Um, and I I I was probably let's see we moved there when I was like ten, so somewhere between like maybe eleven years old, ten or eleven years old or something. And for sure, I was like actually my brother and I we would we were actually sleeping in the same room because I I was actually too afraid to sleep in my own bed in my own room. Like I I don't know, like I it just something just did not feel right. And and How like you know, were you?
1: you were you guys like you know seven eight
0: yeah like i like i said i was like 10 or 11 he was um yeah he he was like three and a half four years younger than me so yeah he was probably like seven or something you know and um and one night i i'm laying in bed and i feel this thing it was like it, it it was like literally crawling up the bed and then it it's like it so it wasn't like we had a cat but this wasn't my cat like i i, I just know like where my cat was and it, it was like it like kind of crawled up the bed and then kind of like i felt it almost like jump on the bed and then it landed on my pillow and my head actually like because it, it, it like indented in the oh, pillow, man. my head rolled And then I just feel this like thing, it felt like a thing, like a hand crawling up to my head and then very softly just like touching my head with its finger and then like just scurrying scurrying off real fast, you know? And I freaked out. I jumped up on my bed. I was like, what the heck? I turned on the light, you know, made sure like for sure it wasn't the cat, hundred percent wasn't the cat. You know, the cat was like, in a living room like asleep or something like that you know and i was just and my my brother's like well, what's going on you know and i'm like i'm freaked out and i just like ran in my parents room and i like slept on the on the and they like um floor. like in their bed at the at the base of the bed kind of thing you know and my mom was just like oh you, you just had like a bad dream and i'm like <laughs> wasn't a dream <laughs> like something happened to me you know so I, I was just always trying to like in my head just try to figure out like okay something else but then it's really weird because i was telling my brother about this you know as we got older and especially now that you know we're doing the show and he's got his own show now called like spooky door podcast and one of his friends um the same thing happened to him and what like yeah it was, yeah was it but was it in the he, same
1: area it was in the
0: same area yeah in in hilliard ohio and where's, um, where's
1: hilliard where was it near, like columbus? near
0: columbus like if you know where columbus ohio is it, it's within columbus it's like columbus is a pretty big like it's a it's like a big circle and there's all these little suburbs within yeah. columbus and there's like dublin and hilliard and whatnot and so it was in hilliard and yeah i mean because my brother was telling um that is not really well that's like, where the bl- red dot is. Yeah, where the red dot is. But that's Columbus, all of really. Columbus. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all of Columbus.
2: So there yeah, you go. Is,
0: Hilliard is within Columbus, Ohio. Um, yeah. And then when my brother was telling one of my my friends what kind of ha- like, you know, this whole thing with this hand. One of his friends was like, "Dude, the same thing happened to me around the same age when he was growing up too." That's crazy. And he's like, "I swear to God, you know, he's like, I I felt this like hand, and I I can't remember all the details, but I think he might have seen something like he saw a hand that like kind of went underneath his bed, and then it was like it, it was just gone. Dude, the thing exists, so, dude. It's it's God. so weird, you know. It's like weird to think about because it's you like, what, you know? Could this really be real? But it's it's like, I, who knows, you know." And then, so when you start thinking about these, all these movies and all these, especially like, you know, now, like, especially after doing the show for as long as we have and all these experiences and stories that I'm hearing, it's like, man, who knows? You know, I really think that one, it's like, if someone really like, for example, Slender Man, even if Slender, Slender Man was just strictly created on, on the web form, you know, the, um, was it creepy pasta or whatever like that? Yeah. It's like I think once it gets into everyone's conscious, like they start thinking about this thing, it almost either like brings this thing to life or the other way around. It's actually an entity in another dimension that gives someone this idea, and then they write it down and it literally becomes like real at that point. Uh, I mean, you can you can argue, well, it's everyone, it's just in everyone's imagination, but if you have like, millions of people thinking about something. I mean, it's pretty much manifesting it at that point. And those,
1: those original creepy pasta stories about them where it's like, you're on, it's like, you would see these pictures of a street with a street light. And there's this like really long looking slender dude on there. Like, I think a lot of people just got terrified from the imagery of it. And then I think it just, the more people got terrified, the more it actually created something, you know?
3: Made I made I... a video game, too, in 2012. That was Really? Like, yeah, you had to um, try to escape from Slenderman. You were, like, wandering around in the woods. And if uh, oh, the right. music was increasing, it meant it was approaching. Wow. And the, the way you survived was if you didn't come face-to-face with it. So even if you see it in your periphery, you have to turn away and try to run away. And it was hunting you the whole time. But then you lost the game when it came face-to-face with you, and it had this scary noise, and you'd lose
1: wow that sounds like a really i didn't know game. that there was a crazy game like that that must have done really well what what was it for Compute like a pc Lindsay.
3: i remember say? that it was on the computer i'm not super knowledgeable about video games i just remember that it was played at the time
0: hmm. that's so crazy yeah, I, I actually, I don't, I don't. We might have talked about that on the show when we, because we, we brought up, you know, we, we were bringing up Slender Man and stuff in the, in the past. but Okay, um, well, the,
1: the thing isn't the only thing that's happened to you, right? Like you, didn't you, yeah. you had like experienced some other stuff, like your friend got possessed or something.
0: Yeah, well, that, that I mean, that, yeah, I, I won't go into like all the, cur- I mean, I have kind of told the story before. I mean, there's a, there's number of things that actually have I've had, I've encountered. But yeah, one one of the um and, and some of these you know, start out kind of scary, but then end up being like a really positive, um, beautiful story, you know, like, um yeah, so one of my friends, um her her roommate, or no, her best friend got possessed one night. And at this point, I, you know, I've never um, encountered anything like this. I I, I I was you know, I went from like believing in this stuff when I was a little kid to disbelieving in everything. And then kind of like having everything happen to me over again and, um, realizing, you know, like I didn't even believe like people who are psychic. Like I I didn't believe that, that you could do that. I I didn't really believe in a lot of stuff, you know, in, in my later teen or my mid teens. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I'm sure like none of this stuff exists. And then it was like, okay. You know, I just feel like God was telling me like, okay, you don't believe in this thing. Well, we'll make this happen to you you know, to, to get you to believe in this. And so then it went from like, I don't believe in any of this to like, oh my gosh, like what is happening to me? You know, it's like, wow, all this stuff is real. And so yeah, my, my friend, um, she was, her best friend was visiting her. And then all of a sudden my friend called me and she was just like freaking out and um, her friend's name is Kayla and she was just like, you know, she's like, I don't know what to do. Can you come over? She's just like saying all this crazy stuff. Her, her eyes are different. She's telling us we're going to die. And I'm like, what the heck, you know, what am I going to do? So, um, so I remember driving over there thinking like, you know, what the heck am I going to do with this? So (laughs) I Yeah, because I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. eh. like I, and she's like, well, I just feel more comfortable if you were here. And I'm like, okay. So I remember like getting out of my car, just like kind of freaked out. Like, because I'm like, you know, I've never encountered anything like this before. I have no idea what what to expect. And the moment I walk in, her friend just looks at me. And I just remember her having like jet black eyes. Like, I mean, it's like her pupils were like massively dilated and it was just like all black that i could see with her her pupils and i just remember her looking at me and in this like stereotypical kind of like um w- w- like exorcist kind of voice I'm, she was you're going to die she was just like you're going to die yeah and i'm like what the heck you know and then like literally she just wa- like walked over in this weird way right in front of a wall and just like like total exorcist just like tilted her head and just starts talking to the wall. And I'm like, what the hell, you know? And so then like, she's just saying all this crazy stuff. And then I just freak out. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the heck to do. You know, why and did Ryan, I come
1: like, here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I was so comfortable was at home listening this? to my
0: Nickelback album. I know. I'm like, what the heck, you know? And, and honestly, I know I've told this story before and I, I know like this story, I haven't told it in a long time, but I know that it sounds Super insane. um The more I get into it, but I swear, you know, this is like the honest to God truth of what happened. I mean, it's changed my life. And uh, so I ran in her bedroom, and I just start crying. I'm just like on her bed, and, like praying to God. Like I, I, I don't know why I'm in this situation. And at this point, I, ha- I had enough things happen to me where I'm like, I don't even. It's not even. I. It's not even a question in my mind whether God is real or not. Like I know God is real. Right. So I was like, God, why are you putting me in this situation? Like, I don't know what to do. I am, I've am i never been so scared in my entire life. And I was just like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, please help me. And I remember she had a chair in her room and I just sat down on this chair. And it was like this light just appearing slowly in this dimension and then getting brighter and brighter and brighter. until so it's just like right in front of me. And it just totally just completely, I mean, just encompassed in this light where to the point where I don't feel the chair, I don't even see her room. It was just this light. And then all of a sudden, like all my fears and all my worries and doubts and thoughts, everything was just like pushed away. Wow. And my mind just became so peaceful and clear. And, um, it was like replaced by this, like the most like amazing love and compassion feeling you could ever imagine. It's just like, if, if you could like take a blanket of love and just wrap yeah. it around you, you know, and like have all your worries and doubts and fears, like just everything just go away. And under this blanket, that would be like the best thing I could possibly kind of like every time I
1: eat it. nachos, I feel that, you know,
0: <laughs> It's that warm and loving feeling with the not-so-cheese, you know, when you <laughs> heat it up. But um, but yeah. So then, um, so then this light just turned into this like beautiful woman that was just glowing. I could really only see kind of from here up, and her hair was just kind of like flowy, and um, you know, my my my. It was just it was so clear. It, it was more clearer than how i'm i'm seeing like you right now on the screen yeah it was just like you know i I couldn't even see the room anymore and the weird thing is i lost all control of time so this could have been for like five seconds this could have been five minutes this could have been like i i have no idea sure and um i and she the first thing she just said to me she was just like hello ben and then i was just like "Are, are you a are, are you an angel? And then she just said, um, you know, that's what like humans kind of refer to us as angels. We, we consider ourselves like beings of the light or beings of God. And I was just like, why are you here? How are you here? <laughs> and, and she was just like, well, you, you, you asked for help and I'm, and I'm here to help you. And then I, I just said like, it, is it time for me to die? Like, die? I mean, like, you know, at this time I'm yeah. 23 years old And I'm like, you know, people live their whole lives for like trying to figure out the truth, and like here everything is like so clear in front of me. And I was like, I'm ready to go. I was like, if this is really what heaven feels like, like can can I can I go now? (laughs) You know? And she's like, no, babe. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) it's not that easy, buddy. Not that isn't. She's like, it's not your time yet. You know, there's something She said there was something important that I was going to be doing in the future and that I I was going to be helping a lot of people and that it's like, um, and that she was here to help me on this path. And there, there, it was like this massive conversation. I won't get into everything. It was just, there was a lot of like, looking back on it now, it's just like, Oh, I can't believe I asked some of these questions. You know, it's just like, it's just simple things that you first think about, you know, but now it's like, Oh yeah, I would never really ask some of these questions now. But, um, but the last thing she uh, and it actually it was the conversation I wrote down was like three pages, so I like I have no idea. That's why wow. I, the time frame of this it, 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 it was weird to think about. But um, but the last thing she said to me, she said that um that she's always been with me. Oh yeah, when I was a when I was a little kid, I got beaten up at school, and I heard this voice in my head that was my voice, and it just said, "Ben, stand up," and in the future this kid will ask you for forgiveness. Hmm. And it just, it was like, I remember thinking like, what was this voice? Like, that wasn't me. And I just remember like, I got up and I walked home and I was just like, you know, teachers came over and I'm like, no, no, I just want to go home. And I was just so like infatuated by like, what was this voice? And so she said that was her. And because when I asked that was one of the questions I asked her. And she said, yeah, that was her. So, um, you know, then she kind of like, faded away and she's just like you know always just remember that we're always with you and then she kind of like faded out into the distance and then actually as that happened i saw all these like silhouette of beings that were kind of stepping forward and then she's like we're all with you and then like everything just kind of fades away and then i just remember thinking like i'm feeling the chair for the first time and then i'm looking at the room and i'm like wow i i'm I forgot that I'm in her room, you know? And then my friend was like, when I, when I realized the room was there, my friend was sitting on her bed, staring at me. And she just said, what happened to you? She's like, you, something like really happened to you. And I just said, I'm, I'm a totally different person right now, but that's all I said. <laughs> to her. I'm like, I'm that's not exactly the, same the same person.
1: person
0: <laughs> I'm like I am very different. And then, um, hold
1: it, hold it, hold it. Yeah, so if, Everybody at home wants to hear about what happens next and how Ben punches this exorcist exorcist, (laughs) demon-possessed chick in the face. Stay tuned because we're about to watch a trailer and then we're going to come back near the end of this story. Sounds good.
4: I assure you, vampires are just in the movies. I would sweat on my soul if I had one. (laughs) Uh, What truths are lurking in our legends? They couldn't possibly be based on a real-life monster, could they? Vlad the Impaler was not just known for his war tactics. Some say that he was also the world's first vampire, Dracula. But is it all just a batty tale? Or are the movies talking about something real? Find out in part one of Edge of Wonder's Halloween series, Vlad the Impaler and Dracula.
1: right for all of you guys watching right now we have all kinds of halloween content on rise.tv um goes beyond how halloween really the salem witch trials all the research around that all these examples of real witches vampires creatures of the night the ohio melon heads you got to hear about that that's a (laughs) bizarre story the the um dark entry forest in connecticut all kinds of stuff on there definitely check it out and if you'd like to support our work we could uh, we could use the help and um it helps us keep doing all of this cool stuff um now ben back yeah. to your story how did you headbutt the demon out of this chick yeah. okay so by the way I, I the the coin shirt was getting
0: too heavy so i actually had my <laughs> ken shirt here kind of so you're a, both
3: ken yeah, yeah i was like that's funny oh cuz i
0: i just I just was like, oh, I need a black shirt to put underneath this. And then it, it was just so funny because you had the Ken shirt on. And I was like, dude, that was that I, I wasn't going to. Anyway, I was just going to surprise you with it. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Anyway. um, Yeah. OK, so uh, where was I? Yeah. So OK. So anyway, yeah. So she's on the you know, again, I know this sounds like it can sound super crazy, but, um, I mean, I, I swear to God, this is the honest to God truth of what happened to me. But uh, so anyway, so she's just like, you know, what just happened to you? And I was just thinking like, I'm so different right now. And like, my mind was like really clear too. And something just told me to like go on, go on this bookshelf that she had and she had all this stuff on a bookshelf. And I just like reached down in the back of her bookshelf. and She just had, she just had the statue of Jesus back there. It was weird. I didn't even look for it. I just like went and grabbed it and just pulled. That was the first thing I pulled out. And she, she didn't even know that it was in there. And I was like, I, 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 saw, I was like, something just told me to get this. And then at that moment, her friend just like bursted in the room and just started saying all this stuff to her. And I just like, it was more of like watching myself do this than rather me doing it myself. But I just kind of held up this Jesus statue because I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I just tell her, I just put my hand on her shoulder and I said, this needs to come out of you. And she just starts getting really angry and agitated and starts like yelling at me even more. And I'm a little bit more firm and I'm like, this needs to come out of you. And then she gets even more angry. And then like, I just am very stern and I'm like, this needs to come out of you right now. And as soon as I said that, I literally see her eyes go from almost all black. And then they just start changing and they literally become blue. And she's just like, and she just starts kind of shaking her head. And is just like, oh my gosh, what time is it? We're like, I don't know, like 830 or something. And she's like, wow, you guys, I have to get going. But it was great seeing you. And she leaves and had no memory of what happened.
1: What? Did you talk to her later? And we were like, yo, dude, we need to talk about what happened.
0: Yeah. Because um, she called her later in the week and was like, do you remember anything about that night? And she's like, oh, I remember going over there and then like us hanging out. And then we were just in your room and then I had to leave. <laughs> it was like, that's it. She had no memory of, of the entire event. And and then like she just kind of looks at me and was like, what did you do? And I was like, I, I feel like I was like, I can't take credit for this. I, it was like something was just working through me. And after that, I, I remember the next three days, I felt like I was floating everywhere I was going. Like, I just felt like I was just like levitating. And it was just, I remember walking into a grocery store and thinking like, this is so pointless.
1: I just need to fly out of here.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, like what's the, you know, it's just like, I I don't know. Everything's so mundane after this experience. Right. It's just like everything. And, and then I'm like, why am I alive still? Like what, like after experiencing all this, like what am I meant to be doing with this? And then what was hard, you were like
1: edge of wonder, dude.
0: Yeah. Well then, and that's what came way later. Right. And then a weird thing is after that, you know, and then I started telling like some of my friends, about this experience. And they're all like, Oh man, this is like Satan that you were talking to. And this is the devil. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, what's like, no, no, this wasn't, you know, like I, I, you know, the difference, you know, in this case. And, and also it's like, you know, we get that question a lot, Rob, it's like, how can you tell the difference between a righteous being and like some kind of demonic being that's coming across as something good, you know? And I, I think like, you know, one answer that we always give people is that when, when you encounter a, a, a very righteous being, you just instantly want to cry. <laughs> it, it, it's just like you instantly think about, you know, the things that you're you, you want to change about yourself, the things that you want to do better. And when you encounter a being that's like negative or dark or or evil and has evil intentions, it's all about yourself, you know. It's like, oh, you don't need anybody else. You can do this on your own, or you can do that. You know, you're so much better than this. Blah 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 blah. And um, or they're just like straight up demons, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, that's um that was like this whole experience. So it definitely changed me. And then, um, you know, trying to figure out why I started. And there's like so many more experiences. We got to move on with with the show. But well, I uh, got a
1: story for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, b- before I tell you this, because this is going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Before I tell you this, I want to watch this um, this video um, that I found on Instagram. Uh, and it's Billy Corgan talking about this something. Oh, that happened. The- it's related. Yeah, it's yeah related. no, I,
0: I, I've i seen this a lot. Actually. I don't know yeah, if you've seen
1: this one. Okay, the, let's watch Yeah, it. check
5: this out. By the way, my friend, you made major news the last time you were here. Did you realize yeah. that? About the alien, uh, yeah, the you, shapeshifter. Yeah, you, you dropped a bombshell. <laughs> Every paper picked it up. Let's just say I was with somebody once and, and I saw I saw a transformation that I can't explain. The person transformed into something other than human. Yes. I saw it. You were talking to someone. They said to you, Look, something's gonna happen here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show I'm gonna morph into something else. Imagine you're doing something and suddenly you, you turn around and there's somebody else standing there. You're still standing by it? Absolutely. I know it happened. In fact, it happened twice. And on top of that, what's amazing is we live in a world where, you know, I mean, look, I've been in public life on some level for 30 years. Yep. People treat it as if I'm crazy. crazy. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here to say, like, now maybe I had a hallucination, but I saw what I saw.
4: Right. You saw it. It's your
5: reality. That's what I'm saying. So it's like to question somebody's reality is a strange thing. The second time you saw a shapeshifter, where were you? <laughs> Probably at Darcy's house. It was the same <laughs> yeah. it was the same person. Oh, it was. It happened this happened with the same person twice. By the way, my friend <laughs> Okay. So you ready yeah. for this?
2: Uh-huh.
1: All right. So one of my friends was telling me a story recently. And he grew up in the Midwest. And he had uh, a house. Uh, He was like, I think he was an only child. And he had a house with a, there was this like tree outside. And you know, you know how trees can, they can kind of like split at the bottom and they they have two, two separate stumps kind of coming, coming up out Mm -hmm. of the ground. Right. Yeah. And his dad had tied a uh, swing to the, to the tree. And so he used to go out there for hours and he got really good at like. He would start on one side of the tree, on one of the stumps, and then he would swing. He would kind of like swing out and then come around to the other side and stick his legs into the other side, right? Mm-hmm. So he's doing this like endlessly one day, and he, he swings over from one side. And as he's swinging over, you know, he's spinning around, and he sees this alligator thing standing there. And, and he's swinging across and the thing starts to approach him. And the way he described it to me is that this thing, he he's in his head. It's like happening really slowly. And he's saying to himself, why is there an alligator standing on two legs? And it's just standing there. And the thing becomes aware of him and it starts to approach while he's swinging. And he lands he lands on the tree and you know how the tree is split like that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Between the two stumps, this thing, he's got his feet pressed on the trees and he sees this thing approaching between the two tree, the between the two stumps. Right. And, and it, it it lunges at him and opens its mouth. And he said that this, it wasn't like a really long snout, like alligators had. It was more flat. Mm Mm-hmm. But it had these massive teeth and it and it snatched at him. And as it was snatching, he swung off the tree and then flipped off of the of the swing and just bolted it for like didn't even look back, just started running towards the house, going, There's an alligator man out here. Right. And so he runs into the house and his dad's like, Yeah, sure there is some. Alligators don't stand on, on two legs. And he was legs. like, and he was like, "We're in the Midwest. We're not even near any alligators." And and he would just like stayed in the house the rest of the day. I've never heard anyone say they saw one of these cryptids recently. Like you and I have read articles about it. Yeah, we, you know, there's like people claiming that there's like whatever these like bipedal reptilian things. But like, this is a guy I like, I know and trust, and he's telling me this story, and I'm just like, dude. That is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And this dude is like a magnet for this stuff. I swear. He is like <laughs> yeah. You know, some people just are like a magnet for these types of things, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know I do know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, let's in in, in like it's interesting because different people tend to be like who are open to different to these things are like attracts usually kind of like a, a sim- like for me, you know, it's like, I've never really encountered uh well, I, I've had like various alien experiences. Like, I guess you could say meditating, but I've seen UFOs, but I've never really encountered, you know, a physical alien in my room yet. I've, you know, with ghosts and paranormal stuff, it's like a daily occurrence to, right. <laughs> for me, you know, but it's like, but in that sense, and with the cryptids, I mean, Bigfoot is really the only thing I, I've kind of really ever experienced personally. But um, so it's like it's 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 really interesting. But I I know people that it just, you know, especially when they're sleeping. They tend to more track like the gray alien aspect. It's, it's like they see it a lot, you know, and it scares them, actually. So they don't like talking about it that much. So. You know, and it's it, so it's it's really interesting. It's it's like usually you don't have all three. You know, usually it's not like ghosts, cryptids, and aliens. It's usually like one of the three, and you kind of experience that quite a bit. You know, kind of growing up and or, or something like that. Until you, you know, you start like like what happened to me as I got older. Then you know, really trying to understand these experiences and yeah. having a little bit more of of these variations. But it's like I've never physically seen like a gray alien personally, you know, I don't know if I could handle it to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You just punt it like a football. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, I'm like, I don't know.
1: I'm really but. interested um, not to rush this or anything, but mm-hmm. I want to get into this Hatman discussion because this is really fascinating stuff. So, Sounds good.
0: And we have, we have the Dunster thing to go over as well. So we
1: will, we'll hit that. The Dunster mm-hmm. stuff. That's the most haunted city I guess you could say in the world or something at least in Britain but um, in Britain, at least. we're going to do a trailer first and then when we come back we're going to have this discussion on the really bizarre occurrences of people seeing the hat man stay tuned
0: who is the mad butcher of Kingsbury Run the Cleveland Torso murders are some of the most gruesome killings that have ever taken place in America Some believe it was worse than Jack the Ripper's crimes.
1: On September 5th, 1934, this small forsaken neighborhood that probably would have faded away into oblivion etched its name in history.
0: And the weird part is, is that there were very suspicious circumstances revolving around the suspects which adds even more
1: mystery to these horrible crimes. Little did they know at the time that this would end up becoming the biggest investigation in the Cleveland Police Department's history.
0: Because this is an Edge of Wonder Halloween special, and I promise we'll try to make you laugh through this dark topic.
4: Glowing slit eyes, webbed toes, scaly body. It's the Lizard Man. Ah! A hidden catacomb city underneath Los Angeles. Wild creatures of the woods, cattle mutilations devilish appearances and UFOs.
0: You know, out of all the craziest theories out there, none is more fascinating than the idea that giant reptilian beings, serpent people, Dracos, lizard people, could really exist.
4: Buried newspaper reports, first-hand witnesses, questionable drawings, and even photos that will make you question, is it real?
1: So is this all a giant hoax or is there actually something to this reptilian agenda?
4: Join Edge of Wonder for a series on the real reptilian sightings in history
1: Welcome back. Um, If you were thinking Ben is the hat man, he's not. Someone (laughs) else. No, I am definitely not the hat man. Okay. You have something interesting here. And I have, a, I think, a very different perspective of this thing or whatever it is. uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: honestly... I, I never really heard too much about this. It was actually, I think, uh, an episode that we were doing, a live show that we were doing a while ago, and someone brought up the hat man on, on live, you know, on the chat. And I was like, hat man. And I kind of started looking into it a little bit. And I mean, it's kind of, okay. So a, a, a woman, um, she is actually on YouTube. Supposedly, she has like, she coined the term hat man and and it happened like in the early two thousands or late nineties. I think she had a book out yeah, and there was a couple of things that she was referencing in it, you know, and one, one was this like man with like a old timey kind of hat kind of thing, you know, and that's why he just is nicknamed the hat man. But, um, then, he I guess he, you know, he exists in this other realm and he appears usually in dreams or something like that. Now, um, yeah, and like supposedly he's also it's supposedly connected to Benadryl, too, because people report if they abuse a Benadryl or something like that, then supposedly they're they're seeing him more often. Um, there's, there's a story about a kid that was in, uh, actually believe it or not, Columbus, Ohio. And there was a, there was a TikTok trend about taking Benadryl and kind of like hallucinating or something like that. And so this kid did it and he started having a seizure and died. Wow. And this, this was all because of like a TikTok trend or whatever. But, um, so in the early, yeah. So this says, uh he he started appearing in different internet forms and whatnot and you know it's like they're saying it was like a fictional character and sometimes referred to as benadryl hat man after reports of people hallucinating and sight and seeing him on benadryl um you know even rolling stones had this art- article because because of this tick tock trend of people taking benadryl and actually sadly having overdoses where you know TikTok uh finally had to come in there and you know, issue apologies and try to take down any videos where people were doing this, but there is some like debate on, is this figure, um, evil? Is it, is it like just representing a bad omen? Like something bad could potentially happen and not necessarily he's causing them to happen. Mm. Um, you know, and that's, that's like, that's where it gets kind of, complicated with some of these stuff like for perfect example would be mothman you know like there's all these reports about the mothman being on the bridge and um it's believe it or not (laughs) remember i was telling you about my friend whose mother was on the bridge when it all happened and she was like 10 years old there was this girl that whose friend got possessed like no No joke. Yeah, this girl, like all this crazy stuff happened to her. She she is the one that kind of opened me up to a lot of like this paranormal stuff when when I met her, because I didn't really believe in a lot of these things. And she was experiencing all this stuff. And she just kind of like she's like, here, you want to experience it? I'll have you experience it, too. And she's touched me. And all of a sudden, like it was like this weird flood of stuff happening to me. And I'm like, what the heck did you just do? You know, and I was kind of angry at her. But looking back on it, I think it was just what was meant to happen, mm-hmm. but um. But anyway, getting back to the story, where people, even her mother, remember seeing some kind of shadowy figure on the bridge. But it's like, did Mothman cause the bridge to collapse, or did did he go there knowing a
1: harbinger? Yeah, that something was warning people
0: and warning people. So that's where it gets kind of tricky with these kinds of things. So, or um, both, or both. You know. So you know he
1: because Mothman appeared before the Chernobyl disaster too the Blackbird of of oh, Chernobyl oh, that's right two weeks before <laughs> weird man I looked into yeah. those stories and I was like this is bizarre I mean yeah
0: you know. and it, it makes you it really makes you wonder these things you know it's like why yeah. you know and and I think with these things that are that we don't understand and maybe darker in nature. Yeah, it's not necessarily they're causing these things to happen. I, I think it just is like, it's almost like an animal when, when can sense when someone's about to die, right? The, the, the animal will just be around that person a lot more until, um, you know, they pass away. And it could be the exact same situation in this case. It's just like knowing when there's going to be a bunch of death or something bad is about to happen. And they're just like there wait you know until it happens
1: <clears throat> so but, yeah most so my experience with hatman what i've what i've found out is that most people that experiment with remote viewing and <clears throat> astral projection and stuff like that they go through a period of learning while they're you know kind of figuring out how to do all of that and A lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people will report at a certain point in their kind of like process of of Mm -hmm. learning that they end up seeing this being or. And it's like a sort of shadowy figure with the hat that can't really make out necessarily the features, but it will appear and almost tip its hat to them almost as Mm. if to say like acknowledging them as someone who's doing that type of work. And it hasn't been, the weird thing is separately not one person. Like it's not like it's well known among these people. They'll come in and they'll be like, you know, John was telling me that people would come to him and, and be like, I saw this thing and they'll explain it. And so he's just taken note of every time that that's happened. Now what's weird is john vivanco who is my uh, co-host on metaphysical um if you haven't watched the metaphysical podcast you can check that out he does a lot of remote viewing work now um what's strange is other now it's hard to know what this thing is is it like is it an astral figure like some type of interdimensional being that's like keeping tabs on people that are using extrasensory powers to do things, you know, people that are, that are on Benadryl that are like taking this, maybe seeing it because it's like it's activating some part of their brain and they're seeing on some, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I mean it's same
0: thing with like, you know, you're taking like LSD or something, right? (laughs) It's, It's like, it's like all these beings could just potentially, you know, it's like, well, it could be all in your head, but at the same time it might actually, you know, you could be actually accessing some kind of doorway in another dimension where you're literally like seeing these things in another dimension. It's just that, you know, but you can't
1: control it at that point. So it makes me wonder. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. And what's, what's weird too, is it's hard to know. So again, it's like hard to know what this thing is. Is it like our, okay. You know how you know how with the Montauk project, like they were basically experimenting with frequency. They were hooking psychics up to this like sage radar. They're blo- like, they're astral projecting themselves. They're doing this like strange interdimensional experiments in in this thing, right? Well, so there's like at least one remote viewer particularly. Like I went and I researched this myself and it was his story was basically saying that, like, he, he as he was learning how to remote view, this is not John, by the way, you guys, mm-hmm. as he was learning how to remote view, he decided that he wanted to go and look at the moon. And so he starts like he starts his process of trying to get himself to, you know, he first starts to remote view it. Then he starts trying to astrally project himself to the moon and he arrives in this room. And in the room, there's this model of the moon and this guy approaches him and he says to him, this is the last, this is this closest you're going to get to the moon. Stop <laughs> trying to get to the moon. And he like jumped out and he was like, nah, I'm going to keep trying. He keeps trying and he keeps arriving and getting stonewalled every time he tries to get there, which makes me think that maybe these projects like these Montauk projects things really are real. And what they're doing is they're controlling People, anyone with abilities, they're controlling basically where they can go or not because it's like it would maybe reveal too much. So, anyway, or or aliens, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, other force like that, too. So, yeah, he, he um, he keeps trying to do stuff and then he's and then he's on to like trying to get over to go to Mars or something, right? And so, finally, he has this really, really, really vivid dream. This is crazy in the dream this guy is throwing up two red dice in the air and catching them. And then finally he catches them both and he looks at him and he says, this is the last time you try to go to Mars. Now. Wow. Okay. You mean to the moon? No, because he was trying to go to Mars too. Oh, he's trying trying to to go go to Mars. Mars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now he wakes up from the dream, right? And that day, a package arrives at his house and it's a box with n- no marking. Like, it doesn't have, like, a, a return address or anything. He opens it up, and there are two red dice in the box. <laughs> and he was That's like, weird. no way. He's like, I'm not going. I, like, he kind of had to stop at that point, like, trying to get there. Damn. But That's it was, weird. like, these this weird, like, these weird, like, government figures. Similar in feeling, almost, to the hat man, but it wasn't the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. I thought that was really weird. That's
0: super yeah. weird.
1: Wow. Yeah, because I think crazy. a lot of people think that what happens in you know what happens in dreams is not a legitimate other dimension or something. But no, what we're experiencing is in other dimensions when we're in dreams. You know. Well,
0: and the Japanese are actually developing a device where you could record your dreams, almost like a movie, and play it back. And they, they, I mean, they're, in, they're it's already in a prototype phase for this so yeah it, i saw it a lot on um it, it's been around like social media and whatnot so uh it, it looks i mean it, I, honestly i have to admit though like that's something i'm really intrigued by like that would be kind of cool you know to re- be able to record your dreams and play it back but um yeah so i i was i i like i said it's not like on the market or anything but it's in the prototype and they're doing tests with it like real tests so we'll see what happens <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. We got to do a show on that eventually.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Well, hey, we got to get to the most haunted village in Britain, where every home has a ghost. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this place, Ben. Have you heard of Dunster in Somerset? It,
0: it, yeah, but I, I, it's been a while. I, I have came. I did come across it, but it's like okay.
1: you know, I can't remember all the details about it. So, okay, Dunster in Somerset, it's a tiny village with a castle and plenty of old buildings, okay? And the legend says that nearly every home in the ancient settlement has a ghost. Spirits of monks, soldiers, witches, and animals roam the corridors and the castle, as well as the pubs and surrounding hills. So, Dunster was once home to a large Benedictine chapel that was destroyed during Henry VIII's reign. And as the story goes, it was this that flooded the village with ghosts. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> Some say almost every building is haunted by all sorts of specters, including Civil War troops, gray ladies, as they call them in Britain, and even horses. And, you know, I tried to press a little bit about what are these gray ladies everyone in Britain keeps talking about? And it all it is is literally these, like, gray lady ghosts. Like, just mm. gray lady, gray ghosts. Hmm. Okay, so this is Sue Too Good. Her name's Sue Too Good. That's what a name. Sue. (laughs) Sue's Too Too Good. She bought a cottage and said that when she first moved in, she woke up in the middle of the night to voices. A radio had switched on, so she turned it off and went to bed. The next night, though, it happened again. Weirdly, Too Good thinks it actually saved her. Wow. Her cottage's uh, heating didn't work, and the tiny fireplace was the only source of heat. All the smoke from the fire was coming out a crack in the chimney in the upstairs bedroom. She had slept up there anyway because she didn't have anywhere else to sleep. If she stayed asleep, though, the carbon monoxide and smoke would have probably killed her. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, and Then there's a woman named uh, Carol Bowden. Her story basically goes, uh, for the first four days, Carol and her husband were staying in Dunster. They would walk um, down to the river and a place called the Mound with their puppy Dougal. They named <laughs> their puppy Dougal. That's a great name. <laughs> what a weird name! <laughs> the puppy would always start barking at trees, although nothing was there. In the hotel, the dark the. Sorry, excuse me. In the hotel, the dog would bark at the mantelpiece, which was weird because Dougal was normally a quiet dog. listen to this. The next night, the receptionist told them there's an old lady who stands by the mantelpiece at that time of day. And the mound the dog was barking at, that's where the Civil War soldiers were buried.
0: Wow. Right?
1: That's freaky. Okay, check this out. So this is Janie and Nigel's Nigel deeming story. You know, you really, you expect, if you're having a, a story in Britain, that somebody's name is going to be Nigel, <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> anyway, these two run uh, the oldest pub in dunster, the 15th century stags head Inn. Janie said, quote, the house that we live in is very active and we've only just managed to settle it down. I nearly didn't move in here because they gave me merry hell, but now they've started to work with me rather than against me. Before we moved here five months ago, we stayed in a particular house in the area. And the last time we went, let's just say the spirits were awake. On the first night, a door on the dresser clicked open. And we didn't think much of it. But then it opened two or three more times. I then put my hand on it to keep it closed. And it pushed back. And I knew that that wasn't normal. (laughs) The next night, a book flew off the shelf. And fell open on a ghost story. And we all joked about it. But later that night when I was, when I was washing up, I could feel a presence behind me. All right. This is weird too. Benedict Yindel story. When I first moved in for the first six weeks, we had things happening. And customers would always notice it. A smell of smoke could always be smelt, even though there was no explanation for it. And one day, a can of Coke flew from one side of the room to the other. completely intact just with a small dent in it. I think whatever is living here with me in here is a female because it has only happened when I've employed female staff to work for me. I'm a bachelor and I think it got a little bit jealous, but now there hasn't been any women come, come here and she settled down. Not weird, dude. Yeah, actually that one
0: story reminded me. I was actually, um, upstate New York, staying at a friend's house, like a uh, year, a few years ago. And they were living in this, um, they were renting a house at the time and it was kind of old and I, man, it, I, I was so uncomfortable in their house. And, and this, this was just like a few years ago. Right. Yeah. So I think it was like 2012 or something. So it was like maybe 10 years ago, but, um, but I, I remember like I was having a really hard time sleeping and um i was in the living well so i went up in the living room and she actually like she has a big family she passed out on the couch actually i was sleeping downstairs and i went upstairs because i was like dude i feel really really weird well first it had me in the um yeah in in the laundry room and there was like all this weird although her so her her daughter or her son said that the the laundry machine was talking to to him (laughs) so so i was trying you know that part
1: in the home alone where it's like hello yeah it was
0: just like that but it was just like talking to him you know so i'm sleeping in the room and i'm like dude i can't sleep in here it's like 3 a.m i walk in in the kitchen to get some like water and just like trying to like calm down she's passed out on the couch and then i'm sitting at the counter just drinking water, and all of a sudden she has all these pots. They well, her and her husband. They had all these pots hanging up on the on the on, you know on the uh, above the counter thing, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they all just start shaking and just like smacking into each other, and then they just stop. And she's still passed out on the couch. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and like, I'm trying to wake her up, and she's like, because I'm like, dude, like, you, something's crazy with her. So anyway. Long story short, like I finally go to sleep downstairs again. And then I like in the morning I'm talking to her and her husband and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with your house? And they're like, yeah, we know it's haunted, right? <laughs> it's like, and they would have like foxes that would come up to the windows and all. It was like crazy. I'm like, Dude, that's holy cow, crazy. you guys. It was something. They even had a band because um, she was making music at the time. And there was, and these are like, you know, rock, like a rock band that stayed there. And when she woke up in the morning, they weren't there anymore. And they were all sleeping in the big van that they because <laughs> all of them got freaked out. <laughs> they were like, we we're too scared to sleep in your house.
1: <laughs> That's crazy.
0: <laughs> and then I was like, and she's like, yeah, this house is really scary. I'm like, uh, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> they don't live there anymore. When they moved, they were like so happy about it. But anyway, crazy story, though. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
1: Well, all so... right, you guys, it's time to leave YouTube and head over to Rise.TV where we're going to do. Um, yeah, we're going to take some questions and um, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, we're also so... doing
0: a, um, uh, the prayer meditation at the end of uh, of the show as well.
1: So. So, yeah, if you guys are watching us on YouTube or um, Rumble or anywhere else, please um, think about supporting our work. Come on over there. You're going to get all kinds of content, endless content on our Arise.TV platform uh, that'll keep you busy for years, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of <laughs> there videos. Is there is a lot of content all on kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, on but yeah. But, yeah, this was a really fun episode. Um, ben, yeah, you're, cool. uh, if you haven't if you kind of came in in the middle of this episode, you need to go back to the beginning and see Ben's costume because it's, it's epic. (laughs) It was great. It's the scariest costume I've ever seen. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. Yeah. It was a funny, it was a great costume. I'm glad I thought of it.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you guys over there on rise.tv. From a haunted doll that won't go away to the mysterious disappearance of a college student. From the infamous Stanley Hotel to a message in a tombstone. There's plenty to keep you up at night, so sit back, grab a friend, and huddle up by the campfire, because these stories will chill you to the bone.
0: In this episode of Edge of Wonder, join us as we get spookier and peer into the paranormal world.
1: Our world is full of mysteries, unexplained phenomena, metaphysical encounters, and of course, divine miracles that can't be explained.
0: And they might just leave you frozen in fear, like our first mystery on the list, the Haunted Elsa doll. All
1: right. (laughs) Welcome to Rise.TV. Yeah. Okay, from Raybert. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't know. All right, go ahead. Play the transition. You want to talk more or you want to shut them off and then play the transition?
4: (laughs) Get your questions ready because it's time for our live Q&A session exclusively on Rise.TV.
1: Oh, that was the longest opening transition ever. Um. All right. Yeah. yeah. Raybird said, "Do you believe in believe Ouija boards actually work or cause harm?" Yes,
0: they work. They work <laughs> and, and they, they cause harm.
1: harm. <laughs> you can get yourself mighty possessed from using one of those things. Yeah. Definitely for sure. Not. I have anything. so many people that have told me that they got like super addicted to the Ouija board and then ended up getting like, it was like controlling their life and they had to like eventually burn it because it was too crazy. 100%.
0: You know, it's like, yeah, like I said, I have so many crazy stories. It's, I was trying to remember them all, you know, the other day before I, uh, before we did the show and like, sometimes it's just like things come up because yeah, I mean, my my friends didn't believe well didn't believe in the, in these kinds of things or Ouija boards or anything else. And and one time a long time ago, we were using it and, and it was just like it was it was insane anyway. Um even, Not even recommended. For, yeah, even for my friend who didn't believe in it, you know, cause cause like I could feel it moving. Like I, I actually could yeah. start sensing the energy behind it. And so like everyone thought I was moving it because I was like sensing the energy. So I took my hands off and then like they felt it move, you know, because I was like, I'm not moving it. You guys, I'm telling you. And and then I'm like, this is the scariest thing ever. And then it started saying (laughs) these like really negative things. And I was just praying to God. I was like, please stop making this work. And then it just goes straight to the center. And it just doesn't move and The energy is gone. Like I don't sense the energy anymore. And my friend, he just picked it up, threw it outside and said, don't ever have that thing in the house ever again. (laughs) It's like, no problem. I was like, I will not ever. I don't ever want to use. So anyway, yes, they do work. And you're not no matter what anyone says, no matter what, what, how convincing somebody is that they were talking to their like grandma or something it's totally fake it's there's nothing your grandma is not going to go through a Ouija board i'll tell you that
3: <laughs> you know how i always explain it it's like would you call up a random phone number and tell them all the details of where you live your social security number and everything and assume it's not a serial killer or a weirdo on the other end you're just going to trust that you open the door to anybody and it's grandma waiting to come through and it's not something creepy. Right. That's right. some pretty strong hundred, faith there that, uh, yeah. you have control over things you can't see
1: a
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. All, all yeah, it's, gonna, I mean, it's like, right, it's right. like, you know, that's, you can't see who's on the other side. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like getting a phone call from someone and they're offering you something and you can't tell whether it's fraud or not. Like, do you really want to roll those dice? You know, like, I mean, that's a silly example, but even more so on the spiritual side, you know, where is yeah. it coming from? You have where no idea. And and I'll tell you, like any, like I
0: said, anything really super positive and divine, they won't be communicating with you through an Ouija board. <laughs> Just won't happen that way. <laughs> you Like I said, you can make convince yourself, but believe me, it's not going to happen that way. It'll happen in a different way, and and then you know you do get, um, you can get really obsessed with them. And anyway, it's and it's even scarier that it's made by like Parker Brothers, and they like promote <laughs> these. Boys, you know?
1: That's such a good point. It's like <laughs> it's such a weird. It's like a, like a little kid's game. This is not a kid's game. Yeah. What the heck.
0: <laughs> I always found that so bizarre. <laughs> I oh, guess okay. they bought the rights to it or something, but
1: still it's crazy. Hey, Allie Callie. Thanks so much for, for the donation. I just saw that come in. Love oh, you wow. too. Thank okay. you. Okay. So, um, uh, said in a seance, who would you call and what would you ask them? Well, you know, <clears throat> I wouldn't do a seance. First of all, yeah, seance, like- doing a seance is almost akin to almost exactly to doing a Ouija board. It's like, you just don't know who it is, what you're getting. Why do that? You know, I think um, a little, little trivia for you probably didn't know this, but a lot of the spiritualist movement, which was all about like contacting the dead and all of this stuff started because of the. The wars, basically, people were trying to contact loved ones from from wars that had gone on, um, people that had died. And so, you know, they wanted to contact a family member. When Harry Houdini died, he told his wife to to try every year for six years to contact him at a certain at a certain time. And if he could, he would he would he would contact her beyond the grave. And never once did he respond. Um. Beyond the grave, that is. Hmm. So yeah, and then there was a bunch of fraudulent activity with that whole thing. I mean, a bunch of people faking things and trying to make bigger things happen than, than were. Um see what that is this photo. Is that Brandon like- with fraudulent materialized hand? Basically, this is
3: the most famous seance performer from the early days in yeah. Boston. And she would oh. supposedly oh. do seances where a hand would materialize there. Um, and there's debate whether it was real or not, but most people think it was fraudulent.
1: Oh, Harry Houdini exposed the pants off of those people. I, I mean,
0: after my hand experience, like I said, I'm not like going to write it off completely, but, but I, I, highly doubt it would show up in well, a were, I
1: was... mean, all you need to know is that those people were pulling in yeah Uh, that's lots of money to to run these seances
0: that's the main thing that's different than you
1: uh, like laying down (laughs) and feeling something crawling on your bed
0: (laughs) yeah no like i said too it it probably wouldn't show up in a photo so especially in some kind of like marketing gimmick photo probably not going to happen that
1: way okay so now (laughs) i guess though let's like take like like let's put all of that down if if it was fine to do a seance and i was going to do a seance and i wanted to Contact someone from the past. Uh, I'd probably want to pull up someone cool like Socrates, or you know, someone who I'd want to find out questions, or like Leonidas from 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 Sparta to find out what really happened in the Spartan War. <laughs> I'd do something geeky <laughs> like that.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't mess around with with something lame. <laughs> Yeah. He'd give you this
3: look and be like, "Why did you bring me here?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> he'd be like, "Oh, no, really. There were millions and millions of Persians and there was just 300 of us and we fought them all off cuz we were badasses. But unfortunately, <laughs> an arrow hit me in the heart during uh, you know, one of my one of my yeah, battles and that's probably what he'd tell me." <laughs> what about you, Ben? Well, I mean, I've kind of like
0: connected with with you know people like family members that I've that I that you know have just died in my life. Um, Not and, and not like doing a seance. It's just like usually through meditation. It, it, I don't. I can't. I can't control it. It's like one of those things where they come through or not come. You know, it's like I, I can't. I'm like, oh, I want to connect with this person. It's like like my friend Chris. You know, um, hmm. he hasn't really it's like one of those things where, where if, if he needs to tell me something, you know, so it's like, he'll come through when, when he needs to come through. Still? I not like, no, not still no. really the last time was like when I was like soon after he died. And that was really the last time that I kind of connected with him. Um, but I kind of can feel him at certain times, you know? And, and so, um, but it's like, yeah. So things like that, you know, and I, I mean, somebody that, died you know what's really funny when i first really became open to all this stuff um i remember laying in bed and i was just like trying to sleep and kind of meditating and bob marley came to me (laughs) and he had he has like total jamaican accent bob marley and it was just the weirdest thing ever because it was so random and i didn't even i didn't even listen to bob marley at that time and i was like what is this you know so um but it, it was like he was basically telling me at the time that it's like everything was okay and just like relaxed and <laughs> everything's
1: going to be all yeah, right he was saying that
0: cuz i'm like what is going on here you know and and uh it was just like yeah everything's like cool you know like you don't have like don't don't um Like, don't overthink about these things, you know, or whatever. It it was like a long time. It's like seriously, these are things I don't really think about until we like are on the show talking about. Ben was
1: having was having relationship problems and he and Bob Marley showed up and was like, No woman, no cries. (laughs) (laughs) No woman, no cries. Man, man. Yeah. So when when I
0: first became open to this stuff, it was like all these Oh man, it was weird. Like I was just, it was like, things would just come to me. It it actually got to the point where it was overwhelming. I wanted it to stop. And I I didn't know how to make it stop. And it was like, I remember one night I was laying in bed and it was like a thousand voices I could just hear. It was like, can you help me? Like my son is this or my son that, or he won't, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? I was like, everything needs to go away. And I was like praying that I just, it, it was like, I wanted everything to go away. And then, like, it, it just the silence happened, and I was like, Okay, I need to go to sleep. I can't, am I, I'm not here to like help all these people. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's going on, you know. And I realized that there's some ghosts out there that are just so obsessed with their family or like people that died. And it's like they're literally looking for people that are open. And it's like, you know, that might be why people are having on like some you might dream about somebody that you never even know who they are because it's like, they're trying to get a message out about their family or their son. Who's like, you know, doing something, but it's like, man, you know, like they just need to let go too. So (laughs) it's the afterlife is a weird, it's weird. You know, it's like, nothing is said in this is like, nothing is black and white. I mean, you know, there's all these weird scenarios that can happen based on people's attachments when they die and what they're, what they're, what they don't want to give up or the mentality of it. It's just, it's, it's all over the place anyway. So, but that's just such a funny story anyway.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, So so like
0: Elvis is another one. Like people, people have a lot of near death experiences and supposedly see Elvis when they die. Like, I I still don't understand that one, but you know, it might just be, you know, maybe Elvis is like a form if people really like Elvis or or maybe something and they'll just feel comfortable I with I think like, anyone
1: uh, can be a form if somebody like likes them because I think what the what's happening is the universe is trying to put someone in front of you whom you're comfortable with in order to communicate an important message.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. You know? It has to be. There's mm-hmm. no other explanation. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I that's what I think too.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Ben, um, what was your favorite childhood Halloween costume?
0: You know, I was looking at photos the other day. I was at my my parents' place and I was going through some old photos and I I, was, I just was I forgot about some of these costumes that I had. Um Honestly, like I I it, it's kind of hard to choose like. Well, okay, I I'll say Actually, one of my favorite things I ever dressed up as was the crow. It was when I had long hair, like kind of like the <laughs> nickelback hair. And uh, I, I had like the perfect crow costume. It, it was like and I, the makeup was perfect. And even at, at my I was dating. this. I was like 16 years old and I was dating this girl at the time who like couldn't even didn't even want to be around me because she was so freaked out. Actually, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. Where'd you get that photo? Fo- that's me, actually.
3: That's you, Ben. I got a, I got a couple more.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that. I thought
1: this was the Joker.
0: No, it looks kind of like the the, that's the Joker. That was more recent. Oh, that's that freaky like, too. That was like 2006, but or 2005 or four or something. I don't know. It was a while ago, but uh, yeah. And there's, <laughs>
1: dude, you look like a Nico Montoya there. <laughs> I do. You're <laughs> <will kill> My <laughs> father prepared <laughs> to die. <laughs> that's you hilarious. know what? You're you're killing your father with that disco shirt. You're getting back at him in that photo.
0: That's my brother on the left there. And then, oh, and that's then you're Morpheus or, or Neo, Neo on the right. Yeah. That's funny. Sorry
3: I can't turn these guys.
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah, anyway. It's hilarious. But yeah, I mean I, I was, you know, I was everything from like Voltron to nice. Um, yeah, that I, but those are like those cheap costumes, you know, everything's just plastic and it's like now they're so much better, but I, I think that's, you know, I always wanted to be Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber growing up, but like we didn't have lightsabers, you know, <laughs> when we were kids, we had those, like, it was like these cheap things yeah. that were kind of supposed to be lightsabers, but they, they never cheap. really were. And then it wasn't until like in the 2000s and I was like, dang, now there's like, or like nineties. And it's like, now there's actual lightsabers, you know, but, uh, it's like, I can't do it now. You know, I'm too old for it, but you could. yeah, I think that's why I'm obsessed with lightsabers now because it's like, I, I always wanted one as a kid never could have one. And it's like, wow, they don't exist. And now they do. So it's kind of funny. But what about you, Rob?
1: I don't know. Actually, I think Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid, He-Man was he man once man I was um, ninja turtles one time too. fire marshal bill
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was fire marshal bill one year that was awesome well they had
0: those like cool co- costumes for for the ninja turtles actually and they had the yeah. weapons yeah and uh it was actually pretty I remember I I, I would always dress up at the, I was like I would come home from school and put on the costume and like run around my neighborhood <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome
0: with the ninja turtles. Great. great story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friends and I we would dress up, and uh, with my brother, and yeah, gosh. Well, yeah. Hey, um, yeah.
1: we have to start our meditation prayer. But hey, Raybert, yeah. you asked a question. Do you think people that sell their souls lose their guardian angel or angels? We'll answer that on Friday. How about that? So we'll we'll save that over for Friday, and then that'll be the first question we answer because I do want to address that. But why don't we get to our uh, meditation prayer right now? Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah, it was different, but it, it was good. Told a lot of stories. On
3: and the if show. you're not watching this live, please feel free to join us anyway.
0: Yes, so true. All right, you guys. So, um, yeah, every every Tuesday, Rob and I will hold, like, a meditation prayer. And, um, you know, I, I like to start out with just – quieting your mind and just imagining a bright white light just coming into your body and just making you feel at peace and just filling your body up with this pure light love energy from the divine and then we'll send that back out into the world here in a little bit Okay, hey, everyone. Now, for the next five minutes, we'll just send out all this pure energy that you've filled it, filled with your body. And just imagine all the evil and demonic things in our world and in the universe being cle- cleaned out and destroyed to help people see the truth and see the light. And also for any of your family members or friends that might be going through something or something either physical or or, uh, mental aspect as well.
1: Thanks everyone. Thank you. Yeah, and cool. we'll see you guys on uh on Friday.
3: You yeah. Guys, before we end, I have one final thing to show you.
1: Oh, yeah, let's What's see. That?
3: This was my favorite costume you did.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. That's right. Fr- I forgot that we used
0: the background for the uh Wayne's world. That's hilarious. Wow, I was like completely shaven. For that yeah
1: you were you shaved just then, for that i remember you I, I had a beard. I did yeah. yeah
0: that was I, that was the first time we did a weirder news because we were like oh we'll do a weirder news for Halloween and like everyone liked it so we started doing it
1: no way yeah i didn't know that that was our Wayne and Garth episode yep it was the That's first pretty one great
0: because we we were doing like uh i think we were doing some kind of I can't remember if we were doing a top 10 or not, but then I was like, Oh, for Halloween, we should do like a weirder news of the week. And then a top 10 weird news. And then I was like, wow, we'll just keep it. So,
1: well, listen, uh, all of you at home, you probably got a bunch of candy tonight. Don't eat it all at once. (laughs) And um, yeah, we'll see you guys on uh, on Friday. Thanks for being with us. We love you guys. Mm -hmm. And until next time, we'll see you out on the edge. From a haunted doll that won't go away. To the mysterious disappearance of a college student. From the infamous Stanley Hotel. To a message in a tombstone. There's plenty to keep you up at night. So sit back, grab a friend, and huddle up by the campfire because these stories will chill you to the bone. In this episode of Edge of Wonder, join us as we get spookier
0: and peer into the paranormal world.
1: Our world is full of mysteries, unexplained phenomena, metaphysical encounters, and of course, divine miracles that can't be explained.
0: And they might just leave you frozen in fear, like our first mystery on the list the haunted Elsa doll.